0: Hey, what's up, y'all? Happy Tuesday. So excited, man, for student night tomorrow night. Cannot wait for you to be there. And it's just going to be an awesome night. Worshiping the Lord, diving in His Word. And, uh, man, what a great night to invite someone to come with you who maybe doesn't know Jesus all that well. Maybe they know that you know Jesus, but they're not following Jesus themselves. I mean, tomorrow night would be a great night to invite someone to come with you. And I cannot wait to just hang out with one another. But excited today to continue walking through the book of 2 Kings. And we're going to be in 2 Kings chapter 10, verses 1-21. through We're going to save tomorrow, the end of the chapter for tomorrow's episode. But if you remember, if if you missed out on yesterday, the Lord anoints this man named Jehu to reign in Israel. And remember, this is weird because Jehu is not a descendant of Jarim, right? He's not a descendant of the king. The Lord kind of anoints him separately. And Jehu's sole purpose is that Jehu is going to be raised up to basically put an end to the house of Baal, or not the house of Baal, excuse me, the house of Ahab. And if you remember, Ahab is one of the worst kings, probably the worst king that Israel or Judah sees. And just a reminder, what makes a good king in Israel, which is in the north and Judah in the south, what makes a good king versus what makes a bad king? A good king is going to drive idol worship out of the land, but a bad king is going to invite idol worship into the land. And and Ahab was the worst at this. He brought in the house of Baal. And so, if you like, um, I think men can relate to this a little bit, some guys watching this. We, we love movies where it's one dude that just takes on like 500 people, right? You know, um, we love like like the movie 300 uh, when Leonidas takes on like this entire army. Uh, people like William Wallace and Braveheart or Rambo, right? where it's one guy who just goes crazy on a bunch of people. That's the story of Jehu. So, so don't let anyone tell you the Bible's boring because chapter 10 is action-packed. It's intense. It kind of makes you cringe a little bit at some of the things Jehu is doing. Um, it's violent in this. This passage, like I'm just being honest. It is. I hope you'll read it for yourself. And if you read it for yourself, you might have some questions for us. To be like, hey, this is in the Bible. Yes, it is. Right. So I hope you read chapter ten on your own. Um, but but it's this intense picture. And remember, Jehu is doing what we talked about yesterday. That the the sole purpose that God has raised up Jehu is to drive out the house of Ahab from the land to, to basically vanquish the evil that Ahab had brought into the land, primarily through the idol worship of the god Baal right? The false God, Baal. And so in this passage, what Jehu, Jehu is doing is he is wiping out all of Ahab's descendants, and then he is wiping out the prophets of Baal. So he is getting rid of Baal worship in the land, and it's a great thing. And And here's what I want us to, to notice there. Here's the phrase that, that struck out to me, and it happens twice. The first time it happens in verse 10. It says, know then that there shall fall to the earth nothing of the word of the Lord, which the Lord has spoken concerning the house of Ahab. For the Lord has done what he said by his servant Elijah. It's Elijah with the J. And then listen later on uh, to verse 17. And when he came to Samaria, which would be the capital in Israel in the north. He struck down all who remained to Ahab in Samaria till he had wiped them out. According to the Lord of the Lord, they spoke to Elijah with a J. Here's what's interesting about that to me is we are not in the days of Elijah anymore. And yes, if you grew up at the blended service, you know that song, right? We're not in those days anymore, right? We're in the days of Elisha, right? S-H, because remember, Elijah was really the main prophet in first Kings. But then when we get to second Kings, Elijah, Elisha is the one that's kind of the main one taken over. So Elijah didn't die. He went up to be with God. He's been gone. Okay. He's not around anymore. He's not around anymore to see this. And yet still in this moment, God is faithfully fulfilling the word that he spoke through and the word that he spoke to Elijah. You know, I think one of the things that I have to be reminded of in scripture is that God operates on a timetable that's different than mine. Right. I often so want to see things happen immediately and I want to see things happen now. And I kind of wonder if we could, you know, sit Elijah down right here and interview him, which would be pretty sweet. Right. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, And here's what I think we would do. I think I would want to ask him like, hey, were you a little frustrated at all that, you know, you know, you didn't see Ahab wiped out, like God was going to wipe them out, right? God told you he was going to do that. Like, wouldn't you have liked to have seen that before you went on to be with God? I wonder if he would have said yes, like, because Ahab was his enemy. He knew that Ahab was evil. Ahab was bringing evil into the land, all this stuff. But, But yet Elisha goes on to be with God and never sees God fulfill his word. And it's not until Elijah is gone that the word of the Lord is fulfilled, the word of the Lord is fulfilled here. And the word that was spoken to Elijah is carried out here. And so here's what I want to be confident in. I think it challenges me in two areas. One, I want to trust God, right? I want to trust God that, that his timing is better than my timing, that that just because I don't see something happening doesn't mean that God is not working to fulfill his promises, That's huge, students, just because I don't see God actively working in my life, maybe in a season, or just because I don't see God doing what I think he should be doing doesn't mean God is not fulfilling his promises that are given in his word. So I think I want to trust him more because Elijah died without seeing the house of Ahab wiped out, but yet God is faithful here. So I want to trust God in his word. And I think secondly, I want to be confident in his word. You know, I think so often we can be living life where we're like, we get frustrated, we get mad at God because we're not seeing things happen as quickly as we want it to, or we're not seeing God do what we think he should do as if God should respond to what we think he should do. He can do what he wants. He's God, right? I tell you, this this passage reminds me that I want to be confident in my walk with the Lord, that if God said it, I believe it. If God said it, it's going to happen. I want to be confident that the word of the Lord, that God has spoken through his word is going to happen. And I'm reminded of that here, that Elijah is gone. He's gone to be with God. And yet God is still fulfilling the word that he spoke to Elijah when he was on this earth. God is a God of his word. He will keep his word. He is faithful to his promises to us. So let's trust him and let's be confident in them. I hope that makes sense. Hope that encourages you. I know that encourages me. It's a reminder to me. And um, man, I love you. Can't wait to see you tomorrow night. Bring someone with you. Don't come alone. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.